Hello. Hi. This is Halcyon with a live Hug Nation broadcast. We also have live Hug Nation gratitude circles every day at noon, 6 Pacific time. You can go to zoom.hugnation.com for a link to the room as well as a handy converter so you can figure out what time that is in your now. I'm excited to be gathered here today, as I am always excited. That's not true. Sometimes I'm here because it's an obligation and I've committed and I will be here and the process of being here helps me to find my center. Sometimes I am centered and rearing to go. Rearing? Rearing? Roaring? I'm ready to go. Today I'm excited to talk about saving Black Rock City. I've already spoken about this here, um, but it is an ongoing effort to save Black Rock City, and it is something that keeps coming up in conversations online, and people continue to uh, voice their enthusiastic support, as well as there tends to be continued voices of disapproval or rejection of the idea. And so I want to continue the dialogue, because I can't shut up. And this is my channel, and I can talk when I want to, as well as cry when I want to, which has been another topic of recent things. If you have been following some of my recent life adventures, I have been so blessed and honored to be the part of a number of Burning Man inside jokes, some memes, uh, as I spoke out recently about not going to the Black Rock Desert during the Burning Man timing because the organization asked us not to and I agreed that it was a poor idea for the uh, reputation and the future of the event. And by speaking out, I became a voice of that side of the argument and therefore uh, became the uh, focus of a lot of the sentiment of people that disagreed with that idea and that we should go out there and we do not need the organization and we don't need their approval and etc etc and that's actually related to uh, the topic of the day which is saving Black Rock City and saving the organization but in the process of these memes there was a sticker created using my face crying and that process was incredibly liberating incredibly growth producing for me because although I do have the philosophy to take everything as a joke no that's not my philosophy interesting no my philosophy is take everything as a compliment but that joke of me crying triggered me I feel like one of my areas of life purpose is to publicly publicly demonstrate the emotional experience of a man and not be afraid to show tears or joy or fear or triumph but like allow myself to 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 truly be where I'm at um, and in doing so publicly hopefully give other men permission to be more public and vocal and allow the emotions to come through them because it is through that process that we fully live. So I shared a picture the night that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, a picture of me crying uncontrollably. 
And I did it because I was in this state and I couldn't get control of myself. And I thought it was important to share that reality. And I also shared it because I wanted to let people see a man crying. So to see that picture used in this flippant way out of context, in, in a way teasing a man for crying, it triggered me. Maybe felt like bullying, maybe knocked me back to those old elementary school feelings of being called a crybaby. And in the thread, people called me a sissy. And these things like, I got triggered. And there was a few hours that I was um, defensive and upset. And then I called upon all the, the studies and the, the learning that I've done for the last 20 years. And, and was reminded of things like the story in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, the Chronicles of Narnica. The Chronicles of Narnia, of Aslan. The incredibly powerful lion who, when he surrenders to his foes and they humiliate him and they shave his head and they sacrifice him and because he surrenders and does not fight back, he returns more powerful than ever. There's a line in A Course in Miracles that says, In my defenselessness, my safety lies. Lesson 153. And I think about the way Byron Katie teaches you to deal with criticism and to seek what in that is true, as opposed to defending or fighting back, not giving a, a hard surface for anger and aggression to bounce off and feed off of. Or the, the, my childhood lessons in Aikido of taking the energy of, of an attack and, and not fighting it, not giving it a war, not giving it a battle, and but transmuting it and pushing that energy in another direction. And so I really tried to say, okay, here's my classroom right now. Here's my opportunity. And, it, and so I, 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 I participated in these threads and I tried to go in that place of like, help me understand why this is funny. You know, I, I am feeling in this way. This is what, you know, what's going on with me. This is what I, and, and, and not saying like, how dare you, you, whatever, but instead going, trying to come at it um, from, from a Aikido, you know, troll judo, course in miracles, surrender, Aslan place. And over the course of 24 hours, this thread that was filled with a lot of snarky people in a traditionally snarky group, the sympathy for me and then the praise and, and admiration for me started to go. So this what started as this like this attack and this hurtful thing, by the end of the day, I just was feeling flooded with love. And by the end of the day, the admin of the group changed the banner of the Facebook group to a picture of me at Burning Man jumping for joy. And he started a thread of appreciation for me and the things that I have done for the Burning Man community over the years. And it was this incredibly powerful journey of transmutation, of, of surrender. And by the time it was over, I felt like I do feel more powerful. I feel like I'm stronger. I feel like I am less vulnerable by being totally vulnerable.
And hopefully the net of this whole experience is that many people saw a man cry and saw him not be ashamed. And so rather this could be in a thing where a lot of men could go, ooh, that's why I don't cry. That's why I don't share emotions because it can be used against me. Instead, maybe people said, oh, that's how a man acts. So I am at the other side of this experience. I'm grateful. I am appreciative. And I am honored by all of the love that I have received in the process. So thank you. I love you. But the topic of the day is Save Black Rock City. You have probably seen the efforts from the Burning Man organization uh, doing a fundraiser asking for donations. They are asking in many directions. They're going after their wealthy donors. They're going after the, the billionaires saying, hey, you know, you've gotten so much from this organization and this experience. Can you help make sure it continues? And they're going after, going after. They're reaching out to the community and saying, hey, if each of us chips in 10, 20, 30, 100, 500, whatever is a reasonable amount for us to contribute, we can save this event. Why does it need saving? Because there are so many sunk costs in an event, a yearly event that has to be planning year round, that has staff, that has relationships with city organizations, with state organizations, with national organizations, with you know legislators and lobbyists, and there's there's so much of of this knowledge that has been acquired through staff. And, uh, and, and, and plus there's rent and there's all these things. And people have been, you know, some people are like, well, why can't they downsize? Why can't they, it's like, <laughs> if you do not want to support this organization, don't. If you don't want to be, feel like you are helping to keep this going in a financial way, you don't have to. But to me, I appreciate the opportunity to help this event, to help keep this city alive, to help keep the, the staff going that is dedicated to this movement. Are there problems? Is it a perfect system? Is it utopia? Is, the, is there, you know, is, do I agree with everything the way they spend their money? No, but I love it. I am so grateful for it. And, it has transformed my life so much that even if I never returned, I would so want it to continue so that it can give more and more and more people this experience. I see a common, a common argument of people who have been going for years and say, it's not the same. I don't get that much out of it anymore. You know, I'm like, okay, then stop going <laughs> and make room for other people. There are way more people that want to go than can. And if you do not get that first time mind blown experience anymore, that doesn't mean the experience is no longer powerful and world changing. It just means you need to let other people have it. And just like an alumni to a college that doesn't go there anymore, I still want to support to make sure that others can have the experience. Because from where I am sitting, the value 
of people having experience that cracks them open, get, gives them permission to see their gifts and then share those gifts with the world is potentially, if not the most important thing in the world. Activism in every direction is important, but the core activism is cracking people open to that divine inspiration and gifts so that they can apply their that magic and their energy into the activism in whatever way it is. And that's how the world, the ripples of the world, change the world. And Burning Man is the best vehicle that I know to do that. So I happily donated the cost of a ticket and then more, and I will continue to donate more because it is priceless to me. I heard somebody say, uh, you know, but Burning Man doesn't have, you know, a monopoly on this experience. Have you ever, have you ever been to a, a music festival or a rave? And I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, actually, quite a few raves before I discovered Burning Man. And I've gone to many festivals that have sprung up after Burning Man. And while they are incredible, none of them to me have the same effect on turning people into participants in the world. I could be wrong. There might be ones that are even more incredible but the scale and the power of Burning Man to turn people into participants and to see themselves as their best and then act that way in the world is unmatched. If you include the regionals, absolutely. Someone said, well, Burning Man is just a rave. I'm like, oh my God. Burning Man contains raves, but if that's all you experience at Burning Man, that's on you. That's like the blind man or the five blind men describing the elephant and one saying, oh, it's a wall as he rubs the, the side. One saying, oh, it's a rope as he rubs the tail. One saying, oh, it's a hose as he rubs the trunk. If you say, oh, Burning Man's a rave, that means you are seeing the loud or hearing the loud music and the bright lights going straight there and not making an effort to go into the back streets, follow the, the deeper magic and whimsy and spirituality that is waiting and streaming from every creek or crack. So if you don't get it, if it's not for you, okay, <laughs> don't support it. If you don't have the resources to do so, don't give it. But if you have the resources and you see the value like I do, it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to vote with your dollar and say, more of this, more of this, more of this. So I will continue to do what I can to save Black Rock City and encourage others to do the same, as well as give everyone permission to do what feels right to them. Radical self-expression. Thank you. I love you. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's have a hug. And then uh, if you have any ask me anything questions about saving Black Rock City, uh, I am not an expert. I'm not sure why I even offer to ask, answer questions, but uh, I have thoughts on everything. And since this is my channel, I can share what I want. So, but if you want to ask me anything, I'll, I'll do my best to answer. Um, 
Uh, and then I'm going to answer the question about acting in the default world. Maybe I'll answer the first. I'll answer the question about acting in the default world versus uh, quitting your job and being a apostle of the ten principles. All right. Wherever you are, let's grab ourselves by the shoulders and feel this body you're in. Appreciate it. And as you feel yourself being held, imagine that they are my arms holding you. And this body that you're holding is mine. And then allow yourself to be held by all those that are hearing my voice, whether live or this archive or this podcast or this YouTube channel. And let yourself be embraced by all of those energies. And then by all of the people that those people love. And all the people that those people love. And bring all this network into this embrace, recognizing that there are far more people out there that would love you, that would rather hug you than hurt you. And in this place, let's surrender our ego and our thoughts and our identities and our political parties. And just be in this place of presence and humanity, recognizing that we all want safety and comfort and to minimize suffering. And let's sink into that place, feel in that hug and that embrace, let our me dissolve into a we. Just take one deep breath and hold it at the top. Feel us squeezing you. Send out your love. On behalf of Grandpa Caleb, Larry Harvey, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and all of the love warriors, happy hug nation. I love you. <sighs> David Posner wrote me this question. He said, do you think it's more constructive to bring the Burning Man ethos into the default world? Let me try that again. Do you think it's more constructive to bring the Burning Man ethos into the default world by applying it to a conventional career? Or do you think it's more impactful to try to live like you are at Burning Man by leaving a conventional career path and trying to make a living through the ethos through and trying to make a living through the ethos in the default world? I love this question and it's something that I've thought about a lot and tried to exercise in many different ways. I generally am of the mind that finding a balance between traditional work and passion work is a very healthy path. Finding a way to make a living that utilizes your talents and skills in some way, that does not take all of your energy so that you're exhausted and gives you some time and energy to express yourself in the direction of your gifts and your passions without needing your gifts and passions to support you, that can be an incredibly beneficial path. Because if you require your passions to pay your bills, it, it puts you in a very challenging um, dilemma. It makes you have to try to listen to your muse and listen to your landlord at the same time. And let's say you're a painter and you decide to make a living on your paintings and you go to the local art walk with all of your work and you don't sell much. And the person next to you who is, I mean, you have these incredible, gorgeous, psychedelic paintings and the person next to you has landscapes of the local landmarks 
and Disney characters. And people are just buying them like crazy. And your, your mind goes, man, if I included more local landmarks or Disney characters, I could sell so many more paintings. And now you are, you're in a very painful place. It takes incredible discipline to continue to listen to the muse and, and not be tempted by the landlord, by the, the security, or by the, 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 the possibility of, of you know, more financial resources by following what the audience or what you perceive to be the market to be. So I think that a, a, a very valid path and what I pursued for many, many years is trying to find that balance of making a living doing things that are suited to certain aspects of yourself, your talents and your abilities, and then that doesn't totally tax you so that you can continue to do things that you love. And then within your job, work on becoming as authentic as possible and work on being you as you do your job. So be as friendly as possible, if that's you. Be funny. If there's a way to be more expressive, whether it's funky socks or your colored hair or uh, a t-shirt with a funny slogan, I mean, whatever is acceptable, take it a one step more and see if people will still accept you. Because I think at, at, at some level, people want to be working with people who are authentically expressing themselves. People want to be doing their jobs while they're also being human. At the other side of every interaction, whether it's sharing a spreadsheet or an operational email, there's a human being on both sides. And if you fall into the trap of just playing the role, a professional role that you think you're supposed to, both people are robbed of, of that possibility of being human while you're also doing your job. You might be in a, in a job or a, a place where you go, oh no, I can't do that. Well, then you need to think, this might be too much of a sacrifice. I am spending way too high a percentage of my waking hours in this place to pretend that I'm not me for the entire time. But if you can be you, you have the possibility of doing your work in the world, your service in the world while you're there. You spread your light, you share your kindness, you give the gifts of your talents. And so you can be being paid for something while also being in a state of gifting who you are and what you have to share. So that being said, the dream scenario is that you follow that path and then you find the demand for your true passion projects starts to grow to a point that it starts to provide resources that you need your other job, your real job, less and less and less. And you are able to come from this place of flow and balance and, and purpose and, and people recognize the value of that and they vote with their dollar to bring more and more and more of that in the world. I used to, for the many years, I used the Beastie Boys as my, my visualization dream scenario. The Beastie Boys followed their inspiration. They wanted to make a punk album, they wanted to make a rap album, they wanted to make a zine, they wanted to make, you know, 
skateboards, whatever like they just wanted to do, they had they grew enough of a loving following that they could follow their artistic passions and it would have a it would it would be met with a, a market desire large enough that they could just do whatever felt they felt called to do. And I have gone back and forth and for three years, I actually was, I, I, I listened to the call to go work in a corporate setting. I've done actually lots of corporate work over the years and been, you know, back when I was doing the balance of doing Hug Nation and Pink Heart and First Saturdays while also doing uh, consulting work. I had a consulting firm that I ran, um, uh, but I uh, also went to work as a co-founder of a startup for three years. And uh, uh, and in that place, I, I, I really embraced the idea of like, can I be a burner 10 principle missionary in the corporate world? And I was super fired up. I moved to Ventura. Uh, I, I, I thought we created, I know we created something beautiful. But I, it fell back to that same dilemma of it is very difficult to follow your muse while you're also having to listen to the pressures of shareholders. So I think you know, it requires a company that has a very specific structure, whether it's a B corporation or privately owned, something like you know, Dr. Bronner's that is able to make all of their decisions based on a values-based uh, agenda or Patagonia. Um, but it's rare. And the company that I was in, even though we did things like we had gratitude circles every week and we had a gifting program and we had meditations that I led every day, you know, we really did some really beautiful, powerful things. But over time, as we did not make it to a place of financial success, the pressures from shareholders pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. So, I think both paths are valid and it is a art, not a science to finding the place that is right for you. So thank you for the question. Good luck on the journey. I love you. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe and click like. And if you feel called to, participate in my Patreon, patreon.com slash halston. But really give in whatever way you are called. Give your gifts to the world. If you have the resources, give it to the Burning Man organization. Give it to me. Find a way to participate in your community and your world. Thank you for being you. I love you.